It's a good show. Hi, I'm Gabriel Gordon on Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in a studio in Phoenix, Arizona, where I've been attending the Mad Monster Con, and in Phoenix, there lives a musician, a man who I've known for many years, and he is our musical guest today. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Serene Dominic. Thank you, Andros. And welcome to our fair or unfair city, whichever whichever temperature it finds. Yes. Well it's uh <laughs> it's been it's been wonderful for me. I've been hanging out at a resort in the desert being treated like a movie star for the for the weekend. So who could complain about that? That's true. That's Certainly all the most of the people I'm out there with. But anyway, you have a list of eight songs that are going to be our oracle fodder for our musical divinations here. Indeed, I do. And would you and your trusty accordionist, squeeze boxer, Andrew, welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Would you, uh, too, play a little bit of music, Bed, for me to read these song titles over? Certainly. Okay. Song number one. Selfie. Song number two, Me and My Big Heart. Song number three, You're Gonna Know All About Me. Song number four, I Prefer. Song number five, Unfriend Me. Song number six, Secret Life. Song number seven, Drop of a Hat. And song number eight, Death of Me. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations here at DigiLab Studios in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Very hot, as we already discussed. And we're going to have questions from, I'm not actually entirely sure, and we'll get into that with my question, but we do know that the last question of the show is going to come from Serene Dominic himself. And get ready, you paper fetishists. Here's the moment that you tune in for. I got it right here. Oh, feel how good that is. And it will be opened at the end of the show. It will be the question which will accom- will be answered by the last song on the board, a little game of musical roulette. It's the last song in the chamber, and it's all yours. You don't know what it is yet, Dominic, but oh, yeah. it will be the answer to your question. And over the course of the show, we're going to have six questions from some folks who may not even know that they're going to be on the show yet. And... <laughs> And I don't want to. It's gonna randomly yeah. go out, go out on Twenty Fourth Street and just pull someone. Do in. not put that past me. I would <laughs> totally do that. In fact, I would almost bet that that would be the best 
question of the show. But get ready for the worst question of the show, which is mine. I, uh, the host, is always uh, here to ask the for the first question. And let me just tell you what. Let me tell you what's going on with me, Dom. Right. Um, now, oh, oh, I guess I should just tell the listeners. I met Dom uh, Dominic in. 1992 at the CMJ convention at Nightingale's, uh, a little, a little club and Second Avenue in New York City. And oh. Mr. Jones and the previous were booked to play there, and we came into town. And before us, there was this guy in a trench coat and a fedora, selling these box sets of box, like one cassette in a box, and he called it his mini box set. And that was Serene Dominic, and he jumped all over the stage and played the most amazing, fantastic set. Certainly. At, as far as I was concerned, the highlight of CMJ CMJ '92 was the Serene Dominic oh, set. Uh, Some might say it was the Beastie Boys. That was the show that everyone was going to. But uh, the Beastie Boys play. Yeah. And, and 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 did you find out the sub drama of of what was going on that night? No, no, I don't know. I, okay, I, I don't know what what riot was going on in there New York City some, that yeah, night. There was some. Yeah, there was some some sort of riot going on. I think maybe because a cop shot a. A black person. I don't know. Some, you know, one of those once in a, once in a lifetime events. Crazy, you know, never, never, yeah. never seems to happen. And I think the verdict came in. I, 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 for some reason, I, in my mind, I always thought that I met you during the Rodney King verdict. That's because I had a record that was all about the Rodney King oh. thing. Well, it, we recorded it. Uh, we had a record called "Mr. Jones and the Fascists in Search of the Hundredth Monkey." We okay. changed our. Band but that would have been before time. we met. Then. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been that yeah, night. We but something was happening that night. Yeah, and, and they, you know, and this is pre-internet, so it was kind of they were saying like, you know, blacks are traveling on mass down Broadway and breaking windows in Macy's, and it was like, you know, this is all. Did they say blacks are traveling on mass? They didn't. They didn't even say African Americans or gangs. Oh, they no. said they were on the news. They were like. No, it, Look I don't out know for why, I can't people? remember what they That's what terrible. what the term was then. That's horrible. I mean, if it was the '60s, it would have said Negroes, you know. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, and 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 you know, my then wife was like, "Don't go into town." You know, it was kind of like it was well, kind of like high noon. You know, I'm you know, like you're gonna get killed. You know, there's all this looting, and it was around Halloween too. So that was like, so people were gonna be looting anyway. I don't. know. So I said, "No, I've got the show must go on." I'm certainly glad you did. I, 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 was, I risked bodily harm, personal shame, and I met you and you know, to my uh, to my uh, great fortune. It's so. been it's been a, a fruitful friendship involved. We put on, we put on shows together, played shows together. Mostly just I feel like just been a fan. I've just been a fan of what you put out, and as a, as a musician and as a writer, people should also know that you're a an accomplished rock journalist with a biting wit. It bites. It bites. And <laughs> and so so with all of this in mind, I, I so here and here I am. I'm I'm in Phoenix. I'm I'm here for this Mad Monster party, and it's a one of those one of the strange things in my life that if it's like uh, when they when they populate a uh, a fake lake with fish so yeah. that people can fish there but it's kind of cheating mm. it's kind of like what it is you've got you know everyone who's into nightmare on elm street gets into the gets gathers in a hotel and in that hotel i can walk down the, the halls and people are like oh my god that's that guy <laughs> and they get nervous and you can make their day by going up and saying hi to them and it's great it's like you get a little bit of a taste of what and then you're back on the plane you're back to olympia or someplace else and people are just like Eh, yeah. I don't know who well, you are, see, which it's, is kind of great. And, and, but it's good that you had a role that people don't 
start hitting you with an umbrella. Oh no, people like you know? no, no. The, my character of Rick is way cooler and he's way better. He's a, the be- a much better version of me than me. Oh, yeah. So and he, you know, he's the good boyfriend and the good brother. So a lot of a lot of girls had crushes on Rick, and they come up to the table now with their husbands, and their husbands are like. She had a big crush on you, and <laughs> don't say that, honey. See, I mean, but that's see, but that's nice. You know, yeah. What if you had been the guy, the guy uh, in Poltergeist that you know built the house? Owned, you know, do you know the story about that actor? Oh yeah. Uh, he, uh, the actor, was also a pitchman for Pathmark Supermarkets, and people were boycotting the supermarket because he built the house on the Indian. Oh, that's crazy. That's <laughs> but crazy. I mean, that, that, so you can imagine people uh, no. coming up to him, hitting uh, him with umbrellas. Because he, you know, he built the house over an Indian burial ground, you know. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I'm, 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 I. You're right. I am very lucky. Yeah, you don't, respect. you don't have one of those uh, rolls right around to life. So, but I, the the point of this is, is that I've been sort of running around all weekend, and I haven't really had time to even think about what my question is. So, I, as I, I do have an, I do have an idea of where I want this to end. Because, uh, well, maybe I'll just jump right into it. Uh, so, on August 8th, it will be exactly a year that we've been doing recording Radio 8 Ball for Starburns Audio and we're coming out with them as a daily podcast. So, there'll be approximately, three hundred should be 365 podcasts in 365 days. Put mm-hmm. one out every day. So, I'm trying to think of something special to do. For the August 8th show and just along the lines of what we were saying about like going out and grabbing someone off the street to do like I've been thinking of who I want to book to ask a question on the show and thinking of celebrity cool celebrities I know or people who are associated with me or my band I'm gonna we're gonna be doing that show actually it'll be the first Radio 8 Ball show where I get to be the musical guest we have a guest host Matt Brousseau who uh, listeners to Starburns Audio will know and he's going to be taking the hosting duties. I'm going to be playing the music. And I was thinking what would be what I would be the most excited about as a guest are two people. I want to have two people that I don't know at all. People who listen to this show. Mm-hmm. People who, and I'm talking to you who are listening. I know, you know, I see the numbers. It's not, there's not a ton of you out there. But I figure, I, I really feel like the majority of the listeners to this show are not my friends. I mean, they may like me because they're listening to the show, but they're not people I know personally. Most people I know personally do not make the time to listen to the show, and I, it kind of is freeing because I can yeah. then talk about whatever I want and not worry about hurting people's feelings, people feeling left out. I can do the most selfish show that I want to do because I encourage people to ask questions selfishly. I encourage people to engage this format selfishly. So... I want to find the two of the most selfish people out there in my audience, in the audience for this show, the show in this format, to ask questions on the August eighth show. So that's what I'm. I'm. That's sort of what. I, that's my call to action. I'm putting this out there. Um, if you are one of the people who would like to, uh, one of those people. If you are one of, you think you're one of the most selfish listeners to this show, then uh, then I want to have you on the show, and you should get in touch with me through the contact form on our website at radio8ball.com but that's not where my that really isn't that's I'm just putting that out there as a call to action I, I have a question so, oh really so you're gonna fly them out to Olympia Is that no we record them we record in Burbank and oh, we will okay. not so we will not be flying we will be doing it by phone you gotta specify it's not we will be doing like the, yeah, you know, yeah it's it's like the syndicated version yes we're gonna be doing it by dating game we're gonna be doing it by phone yeah unless you're in Burbank in which case come on down to the studio so 
This is an example of the topsy-turvy life of being a non-movie star who gets to play a movie star for the weekend. So one of my ideas for this was I'm going to get a bunch of my fellow movie stars, and some of the people who are real movie stars in my book, to come down and be guests on the show. A lot of them are leaving tonight, so they couldn't do it. But there were a few sort of heavy-hitted celebrities, and I'm not going to say their names now because... Basically, last night, hanging out with them, we were all drinking wine, having a great time, and they were all, yeah, we're going to do the podcast, we're going to do the podcast. And then, this afternoon, one of them dropped out, and then the other one dropped out, and then the other one was like, well, you can call me, can we do it by phone? So we're going to have, I I think we're going to have her, but... Until I get her on the phone, I'm not even sure, so I don't want to even say her name. You'll stick tune in tomorrow to see if we actually got her. But it's this mix of going, of feeling, because people are coming up, getting my autographs, I'm hanging out, drinking with these movie star people, feeling like one, and I'm one of them, and it's great. High energy to the end, and as I'm driving back, I'm just like, oh, God, I feel like such a loser. Everyone just bailed. My party's going to suck. Boo me. And you can't help it. You know, just feeling like, ah. So, my question is I would like, uh, like, we're all, like, even the concept of loser. We're all losers. Everyone loses, everyone wins. But when you're stuck in that place of feeling like you are, when you're feeling like a loser, when in fact nothing. Like none of the good stuff actually changed, other than a couple of people changed their minds. Right. How how do you pull yourself out of that feeling like I suck, and get remember that says you know that you are exactly as you were before whatever it was that happened that made you feel like I suck. You may or may not suck. I yeah. may or may not suck, but I don't suck more now than I did before. A couple of people changed their minds for totally other reasons. Right. I would like to pull myself out of that entirely so that I can hang out for the rest of the time with you yeah. and not be feeling bad because someone else didn't make the party because that it makes me a very bad host. Yeah. So I'm just getting it out of the way. So now to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card. Any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card. What number is it? Four. Song number four, like Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. Song number four, I prefer. Oh, okay. Shall we? Okay. That's why I've got to try. 
travel on Every car that speeds down by the interstate Has got some place to go I can appreciate But if it were me Behind the wheel I wonder would I stop To help a stranger out That's why I've got to travel on Cause I prefer loving her Over every other thing I've done And that was I Prefer from Serene Dominic. Yeah, that's one of the songs from our musical. Yeah, tell, tell so that was the answer to my question: How to pull out of the the feeling of so, feeling like a so, loser? So that and guy is 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 hitchhiking, and he's um, you, know, uh, you know all the cars are passing him by, and he's like you know he's trying to get to his you know loved one, and and in that moment he's like seeing the cars go by, and he's like, if it was me, and I was going to see my loved one, would I stop to pick me up? And it doesn't really. That song doesn't really answer that question. Wait, no, no, but, it always it always does. It, but but he says I, you know, I wonder would I stop to help a stranger out? A fella, so down on his luck, all his hopes are hanging on a thumb. A fellow who hasn't seen his love for so long. But he's just like you know, I can't think about that. I just got to get travel. You know? mm-hmm. So he's not gonna you know, he's not gonna engage in hypotheticals. Right. And that's one thing. So he, so he is on the. He's hitchhiking. He's hitchhiking. The singer is hitchhiking. He's in cars he's, keep passing him by, and he's feeling like a loser, right. just like you, feeling like a loser. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he's just like a uh, loser, just like you, Andre. Yeah, the cars are going by, going loser, yeah. miscreant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, but it's sort of like he's like wondering, you know, you know, if he was in a better position, would he? pick somebody like him up you know? right and so, so i mean there, there's maybe there's that thing of his hope that someone will stop and pick him up you know m- you know might translate him into hypothetically picking somebody up if he ever gets into that situation which right is so far from where he is right and now. who is the her and i prefer loving her oh well in the in real life or for the musical this is in the musical the girl is uh, his girlfriend who moved to Pasadena to become uh, to, to be in a movie this is your play based upon the film Detour yeah yeah so the Detour uh, there was the girl yeah the singer went yeah. to Hollywood and so this is the that character uh, the character that's from the, yeah that's the one he prefers from Detour yeah and so and he's about to get picked up by the hitchhiker who sets the whole thing, by the driver that sets the whole thing off. In motion, yeah. Right. For those of you who've seen the classic noir yeah. film Detour, I in our show yeah. he basically goes on a uh, accidental killing spree across the United States. Got it. And the body count just stops at two in the movie Detour. Right. Ours, he's accidentally and again yeah, accidentally, exactly, accidentally all killing, of them. which is interesting because the, the actor in real life. Um, 
uh, Tom Neal accidentally he went to prison for manslaughter for accidentally killing is killing somebody boy that's a, that's the kind of thing you don't want to do accidentally that's right i don't want to do it at all but no but actually now the thing is he's he but what the thing only thing that's keeping him going is he prefers he's he's focusing on the moment um he says i prefer loving her over everything else that i've done but he never gets to her that's the whole thing okay so well i mean <laughs> i mean if you want to be a downer well yeah, I mean, well, does, yeah. So, in the movie he never does yeah get so to this her. is a so okay so we're in a noir no we're now in a noir setting and in a noir setting but usually does not go well but at the same time and this is because i asked for the way out and i think that there is something the thing that makes film noir so great and why is that it's sort of it's kind of delicious to watch everything about it is sensuous the f- the medium of film makes it sensuous and uh, and so i guess there's a record i'm going to be coming out with soon and pe- listeners will be hearing about it when i'm the musical act but there's a line in one of the songs that's called all you, the song's called all you get and what is the line Basically, just realizing that your life is a tragedy, so choose some scenery and have some fun. Yeah. Like, really get into the movie of it. Yeah, right. okay. A lot of my favorite characters in movies are guys who, when we meet them, they are totally loser in loser situations. Right. And that's the, the beginning the of an interesting of movie. It's way more interesting. Yeah. Potentially, maybe you feel like if this is the movie, it's more interesting for listeners to listen to a guy who feels like a loser, you know, doesn't even know who's going to be guests on his show, then someone who's like, hey, listen to all my famous friends, bringing them all in here. Here he comes. Corey Feldman. So wait, are you feeling bad that they said they would come or they didn't? Or do you feel bad on a level that maybe... There, you think they're not coming because they're more famous? Nah, I just feel like bad. That. I don't even know why I feel bad. Yeah. I, you know, I just it all felt bad. You know, uh-huh. I felt bad on. I felt bad three times. You know, I was just like, oh no, oh. At least, but then at least, oh no. But then at least, uh, uh, you know. And by the time I got in the car, I just, oh my god, uh, I feel so. Just because they thought they all said. But now I feel like now I'm the character from Detour, and there's. I don't know. Is there saxophone music? There's got to be saxophone music in that. There, uh, yeah, there is. I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like I can hear the saxophone. I can feel the, the rain dripping off my fedora. Yeah. I'm gonna slouch into this show as cool as Tom Neal before he accidentally kills <laughs> someone. <laughs> okay. And with that, but, I mean, you know, let's well, let's let's get on to this. with that. That's you know, we kind of got a little answer there. I want to see if we're, if uh, we're gonna have our tune in tomorrow to find out if we got our next guest and who they are. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.